He once told me for modest sums when he was a young man. I do not know much about paintings, and his taste was not really mine. But I went over to the picture he was pointing out. Switch on the lamp there. Although it was a somewhat dark oil painting, I now saw it quite well and looked at it with interest. It was of a Venetian carnival scene. On a landing stage beside the Grand Canal and in the square behind it, a crowd in masks and cloaks milled around among entertainers, jugglers and tumblers and musicians, and more people were climbing into gondolas, others already out on the water, the boats bunched together with the gondoliers clashing poles. The picture was typical of those whose scenes are lit by flares and torches which throw an uncanny glow here and there, illuminating faces and patches of bright clothing and the silver ripples on the water, leaving other parts in deep shadow. I thought it had an artificial air, but it was certainly an accomplished work, at least to my inexpert eye. I switched off the lamp, and the picture, with its slightly sinister revellers, retreated into its corner of darkness again. I don't think I ever took any notice of it before, I said now, pouring myself a whisky. Have you had it long? Longer than I have had the right to it. Theo leaned back into his deep chair so that he too was now in shadow. It will be a relief to tell someone. I have never done so, and it has been a burden. Perhaps you would not mind taking a share of the load? I had never heard him speak in this way, never known him sound so deathly serious. But of course I did not hesitate to say that I would do anything he wished, never imagining what taking, as he called it, a share of the load, would cost me. Chapter One My story really begins some seventy years ago, in my boyhood. I was an only child, and my mother died when I was three. I have no memory of her. Nowadays, of course, my father might well have made a decent fist of bringing me up himself, at least until he met her second wife. But times were very different then, and although he cared greatly for me, he had no idea how to look after a boy scarcely out of nappies, and so a series of nurses and the nannies were employed. I have no tale of woe, of cruelty and harm at their hands. They were all kindly and well-meaning enough, all efficient. And though I remember little of them, I feel a general warmth towards them and the way they steered me into young boyhood. But my mother had had a sister— married to a wealthy man with considerable land and properties in Devon, and from the age of seven or so I spent many holidays with them, and idyllic times they were. I was allowed to roam free. I enjoyed the company of local boys. My aunt and uncle had no children, but my uncle had an adult son from his first marriage, his wife having died giving birth. And of the surrounding tenant farmers, the villagers, the ploughmen and blacksmiths, grooms and hedges and ditches. I grew up healthy and robust as a result of spending so much time outdoors. But when I was not about the countryside, I was enjoying a very different sort of education indoors. My aunt and uncle were cultured people, surprisingly widely and well-read, and with a splendid library. I was allowed the run of this as much as I was allowed the run of the estate, and I followed their example and became a voracious reader. 
but my aunt was also a great connoisseur of pictures. She loved English watercolours, but also had a broad, albeit traditional, taste for the old masters, and though she could not afford to buy paintings by the great names, she had acquired a good collection of minor artists. Her husband took little interest in this area, but he was more than happy to fund her passion, and seeing that I showed an early liking for certain pictures about the place, Aunt Mary jumped at the chance of bringing someone else up to share her enthusiasm. She began to talk to me about the pictures, and to encourage me to read about the artists, and I very quickly understood the delight she took in them, and had my own particular favourites among them. I loved some of the great seascapes, and also the watercolours of the East Anglia school, the wonderful skies and flat fens. I think my taste in art had a good deal to do with my pleasure in the outdoors.